0: I'm Kevin, and you're listening to Open Book. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Open Book. As always, I am your host, Kevin Johnson. Um, I'm here to um, let you know that I am coming in just a little bit late. Um, I've had some stuff going on in my life here recently that made it to where I couldn't really post. And the story we have today actually kind of, you know, mirrors the stuff that has been going on, which I will explain a little bit more after the story. But we're going to go ahead and um, jump right into it this week. Um, We have a story by Heather Leah Whiteman. It is called Jacob's Ladder, and I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I did. You are listening to Jacob's Ladder by Heather Leah Whiteman. She climbed up the tall oak tree, the branches catching her dress, and the old wise bark scratching her worn rough knees. With each pull, there was a small grunt of determination, followed by a sigh of release in each rest. Thirty-five, ugh, ah. Thirty-six, ugh, ah. In twelve seconds, she knew she would be there. She had climbed the tree enough times now to determine the exact time and energy needed to reach her leafy retreat. There she was, clambering up the shaking ladder, designed in a dream, and created with bike chains, padlocks, and legs from a long-forgotten side table. Half the fun of climbing the ladder was seeing the rusty corrosion of the age-old chains and knowing it could give way at any minute. She had made it. With one last sigh, she hitched up onto the floor of the hideaway and wiggled around, curling up her legs into the cramped space to feel less twisted. Password. Can't stay without saying the password. Jacob was set on a turned-over rusty metal waistband. It should have been buckling at the weight, but it seemed perfectly solid nevertheless. Pink Parrot's poo- er No-er- "'Pink, no purple parrots can't poo pink?' Lucy stuttered with, with speed and frustration. She already knew it was wrong. "'Bzzz, wrong. Club rules say you can't stay, in, stay unless you say the password,' piped up Jacob with enthusiasm and an air of cockiness. "'Come on, give me a break. It's me. It's my treehouse as much as yours. Just let me can't stay. Go now,' Jacob shouted to her with his nose raised to the rafters. He grabbed a bag of popcorn and pushed it into his hand. It emerged from the bag, bringing half of the contents tumbling onto the floor. His small fist held an unimpressive amount of the, of the corn, which he threw her way with gusto. Popcorn punishment! Purple parrot popcorn punishment! Jacob's eager, childlike enthusiasm far outweighed the outcome of, as the popcorn flew, like confused feathers, and landed in various places, mainly around him. Lucy let out a sigh as one piece of corn that achieved its purpose dropped from the curls of her hair, kissed her gently on the nose before falling silent and unprotestingly to the floor. Just let me... Wait, purple parrots? Purple parrots! Purple parrots! Um, Purple parrots only poo pink pellets if they eat white. Yes, ha! With that, Lucy folded her arms and looked Jacob in the eye with a glaze that could melt an iceberg. Jacob laughed. That was so funny. Look at you all, angry, mummy-looking. Lighten up. It was only popcorn, and I was following the rolls. Your rolls, too, remember? She softened her gaze and looked down to her feet. There were big holes in the floor where the tree had started to reclaim the space. The twigs and leaves were as inside the house as outside. Lucy was observing the growth of the branches in awe. They had grown so much since her last visit. She wondered if the tree was aware of time and whether the tree was asking for her weight now to be lifted. She felt a deep pang of guilt, wondering if the tree, like her, had been holding this weight without question, but that now it was too heavy. She suddenly realized she was dragging her thoughts below again. She didn't want to go down there again. She had come up to this treehouse to get away from all that and to feel free again, at last. She looked up as if physically acknowledging her need to raise her thoughts. Jacob was crawling on his hands and knees, picking up the strayed popcorn from the floor and tree branches that now acted as shelves and seats. Jacob, don't eat that! Lucy shouted as Jacob's hand moved towards his mouth. The popcorn was in without a thought as Jacob sat there happily chewing, removing bits of strayed bark from his mouth that had stuck to the popcorn. Lucy just paused in that moment in time and looked at Jacob. So young, ten years old forever, never going into a man who cooks steak rather than eating bark-coated popcorn. She felt such guilt for leaving him up in the treehouse all this time. She felt pain of regret at not coming sooner. She was always late. Jacob would tell her to meet him at the treehouse as soon as she woke, but mom always managed to find something for Lucy to do with her predicted not-before statements. On that morning, she was ready to go, but not before she had tidied her room and eaten a decent breakfast. "'You're not gallivanting up there with Jacob until you have a full belly and a clean room, madam,' "'Jacob made, made his bed this morning and tidied his room while you were still counting sheep in La La Land. "'The quicker you do it, the quicker you can go. "'And do not think a fistful of popcorn constitutes as a decent breakfast, Lucy. "'Your teeth will punish you for it when you're my age.' "'Lucy, who still had the front door handle in the clasp of her eager hand, uh, "'slowly allowed her knuckles to release its grip and let her arm drop to the side. "'Her head drooped defeatedly as she turned around, slowly and begrudgingly, to climb the the stairs.' As she grabbed hold of the stairwell, she slowly lifted each foot and made the same noise she did as she climbed the treehouse. In her mind, she was climbing the tree while her heavy feet took her to her room. She sat on the end of her bed before collapsing back onto the softness of the sheets in the star shape. Like a cat in comfort, she kneaded the covers with, with her hands, pushing the fabric gently and gently squeezing slowly before releasing grip and pushing her hands in again. The fill of the soft fabric gave her a sense of home and allowed her frustration to ease. She was eager to go to the treehouse, but the thought of it tidying her room just drained all that energy away. Feeling suddenly relaxed and lethargic, she turned on her music, keeping it quiet, just in case Mom would feel the need to question, and then drifted in dream to the treehouse. But that was then, and here she is now, with Jacob, at last. The sun's light beamed through the cracks of the rickety treehouse. The bright rays seemed to shine straight through Jacob's pale, innocent face. Lucy felt a sudden, deep pang of guilt. She had felt it for so long, but this time it was much stronger. So real. So true. The pain started to form as bubbles in her eyes. She felt a jump in her soul, as if starting, startling her to see that it was now time to let the pain go. Jacob, I'm so sorry I didn't come sooner. I fell asleep and I didn't wake up until Mom shouted jacob laughed you're always late why are you making such a girly fuss and getting all teary you were just being your dorky you you can't help it dork brains lucy laughed she felt such a release of guilt yes she was just being herself she didn't know any better she couldn't help being herself jacob what dork i love you jacob looked at her and lucy felt such a warm glow surrounding her that she had to gasp for air stop acting all weird and girly said jacob with a beaming smile on his face jacob it took me a long time to come here but i'm glad i came me too now stop being all soppy said jacob throwing popcorn at her teared face lucy laughed and laughed until her be- belly hurt then lucy just cried she sobbed heavy-hearted to tears jacob quietly sat down next to her and placed his little arm around her for a moment there was a crisp silence in the air that had the- a presence of trust jacob looks towards towards his sister catching her eye it's okay lucy it's not the end of the world "'Lucy raised her head and looked intently into Jacob's clear, bright eyes. "'But Jacob, you, you do remember, don't you? "'Jacob, you do know that you fell from that silly old ladder. "'It's been so many years, Jacob. "'I couldn't face it, but now I accept it. "'But do you know where you are, Jacob?' "'Her bubbled eyes looked intently at him with such pain. "'The silence pervaded the air as the bubble dripped into the bare floor "'and soaked into the forgiving wood of the old oak tree. "'Do you know you have died, Jacob?' "'Jacob looked at her with such sympathy.' He looked down to his sister's hand and gently touched her with his soft-feathered fingertips. Lucy felt a rush of calm flow through her body. Lucy, I know that, but do you know you are here because you have? Jacob asked her in a whispered voice. Lucy looked at Jacob, then she looked down to the hole in the floor of the treehouse. There was no rusty ladder there anymore. It fell so many years ago on that dark day she fell asleep too long. Now, as the truth hit her, Lucy felt the roots of the tree touch her old, weathered hand, and the leaves intertwine around her brittle nails. She wondered then how she had even imagined such a frail body could climb such a tall tree. She looked at Jacob, and he beamed down a smile so bright that it glowed within her. "'I told you, it's not the end of the world,' he said, winking at his beautiful sister. Then he gently held her hand as the wise old tree— softly, silently and naturally reclaimed her back to her space. I um I actually did enjoy this story thoroughly and I hope that everybody else has too. Um the big the big takeaway I get from this is, you know, I've I've kinda talked about you we'll talk to you guys at first and kinda let you know that some stuff was going on in my family and stuff that made me post late and that being that my father-in-law uh he passed away recently uh he was a little sick and he kind of went under you know so we've we've had that we've had that sense of you know death and dread and and sadness here recently but you know there's there's like the big thing of you know everybody when somebody passes away no matter who it is if it's someone close or someone you barely knew you always have that thought. You have that thought that you could have done something different. You could have got them help faster. You could have made them stop. You should have been there. But in the end, it it's not anyone's fault. Um, you know, the universe, God, whoever you believe in, they, they, you have a plan. And that moment's set in stone. That's when things are supposed to happen for you. And... Nothing anybody else can do can really stop that. As far as the story goes, I I really like it. I like that there's a twist. You know, she's old now. She's not young anymore. She went through her life and everything. And she's she's held this guilt her entire life. And, you know, that's that's no way to really live. Just, you need to accept that whoever is gone is gone. And it's not your fault. But... I've really thoroughly enjoyed this story. I like the way that she kind of puts a dynamic, and she does she does really good with her detailing. Like, I, I liked, uh, you know, how she explained exactly how the ladder worked and, you know, exactly how the branches were going through the tree and, you know, kind of how, how stuff felt. And, it, I mean, it really kind of touches you. Um, let me go ahead and give a little bit of background on Heather Leah Whiteman um heather leah is a mother of a poet well a mother and a poet writer from blackpool blackpool who has been sharing her poetry on facebook for around three years now she's currently working on an illustrated poetry book a multi-dimensional novel called the chakra fay and is planning on releasing her first children no- novel in the next few weeks silent pips Going from being a poet to being a novel writer seemed a big step for her, so she began the transition by writing a few short stories. From expansions of subjects of her poems, she now has a collection of around six short stories and will no doubt publish them along with her poetry collections. Uh, All of her writings are inspired from her own healing journey and understanding. Like many other writers she writes because that is where her piece lies heather has had a number of poems published in collaborative collections and won prizes for individual poems and is now looking forward to the next stage of her writing career as she continues to work on her books so that's a little bit about heather um i'm sure that i can uh, get a link for all that if uh, she wants to send me one i'll talk to her and see how everything's going but uh you know, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, there's not a whole lot that you can throw down about these short stories, but I mean, I I like how you can make such an impact with such a short amount of time, and that's kind of what I want to try and do with these episodes. You know, I want to I want to make an impact, let people hear what other people want to write out, and get, you know, send the message, and maybe take fifteen twenty. 30 minutes, something like that to do it. So um, we're going to cut this one a little bit short today. Um, If you haven't subscribed already, then please subscribe. Um, I am on Apple Podcasts now. So if you want to leave a review, then that would be great. And with that, I will see all of you guys next week. All right. Well, until then, bye.